Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 220, and today I am so excited because today I have one of my favorite, favorite, favorite resources on today. Today we're going to be talking all about common sense media I got to tell you, I'm going to fanboy on this one because I have been using Common Sense Media and their amazing free resources forever now. And I am looking forward to learning more about the insides and the inner workings of not only this great website, but the company around it and how they are helping teachers and students all over the place. With me, as always, is my great co-host, Mr. Matt Friedman. Matt, how are you today? Good. How about yourself, Jeff? I am doing such a good job. You know, we just had a full day virtual conference. We did our second virtual conference of the year. All the stuff is going to be found over on teachercast.net slash YouTube. And Matt, we had 14 amazing speakers covering 13 amazing presentations. And we called it Beyond the Boot Camp. It was great. We learned about slides and docs and hyperlinks and all these great things. Matt, I know you get your Google on every now and then. What's your favorite Google application? I've been using a lot of Google Slides lately, actually. Can, uh, that's such a good thing because we have been we, we did three I think it was three maybe it was four entire presentations of slides that was it was three slides and one on drawings because slides and drawings are basically the same thing and you know what it is amazing what you can do when you think outside of the box not everything is common sense and that's a great segue into what we're talking about today our guest today is jennifer e halt she lives in pittsburgh and she's the regional manager at common sense education welcome to the program jennifer how are you today i'm doing well thank you I am so happy that you are here. I got to tell you, and I said this a couple seconds ago, I am going to fanboy today because I love common sense media. You know, I do too, as you know, obviously being my, my work, my professional life, but I also love it as a parent. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to figure out though, why, right? Like what makes common sense media so, so important? I remember a couple years ago, we were looking to build a digital citizenship curriculum. Everybody says, go to common sense media. People are saying, I want to watch Hamilton with my kids. Should I? And then the answer is, I don't know. Go to common sense media. It seems like there's two answers to the entire world. Number one, Google Sheets. The second one is Common Sense Media. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about what Common Sense Media is and what we can find on the website. Okay, sure. So to start off, um, we are a um, Common Sense is a national nonprofit. And so really want to just make sure our our mission is really to ensure that digital well, you know, we have digital well-being for kids everywhere. Um, So with that, we do it a couple of different ways. Um, so common sense media is one um, pillar that we have, and that's where we rate movies, all media. So TV, movies, books, apps, websites, games. And I think the reason that we are so trusted because we keep all of our ratings and reviews unbiased um, and really try to stay in the middle of the road where parents really like to crowdsource information and then make the best decision for their family. So it's really great when you can go and 
you know, like you mentioned Hamilton or any like major thing coming out or, you know, I know tweens and teens, parents are scrambling for the, you know, what is TikTok and what, how does Snapchat work and what do I need to know about privacy? Uh, and so you can go here and just get everything you need in a couple of minutes. So you're not, you know, taking the guesswork out and you're not trying to find a needle in a haystack. So you said that Common Sense Media is one of the arms. How big is this website? How big is this platform? Um, well, that was the, we have a parent a parent facing website, which is Common Sense Media, and so that's where we offer not only the ratings and reviews, but advice and support around all things in this digital age, especially now. Um, another arm is Common Sense Education, and that's where we support the K twelve schools with everything that educators need to you know empower this next generation of digital citizens in the classroom, and so that's where our digital citizenship curriculum comes into play where, you know, we give not only uh, lessons for the classroom, but, you know, research-based curriculum, you know, where students at the end of the day can, you know, thrive as learners, leaders, and, and citizens in this digital age. Tell us a little bit about the genesis of this. How did the website get started? As far as I know, you guys have always existed and it's always been awesome. Can you take us back a little bit and when did this whole thing get started? Yeah, so we are, I believe we just celebrated our 15-year anniversary. Wow. So we've been around a long time, and it all started with the ratings and reviews, and our education platform is about 10 years old. Um, so we are in our second phase of our curriculum that we just launched this past year just to update you know, things that were happening now as opposed to 10 years ago. A lot's changed. So we have a brand-new curriculum now, you know, all kind of turned over and updated, so... That's you know, a lot of rave reviews as well. I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. You know, you said the word updated. And when I'm looking at commonsense.org forward slash education, I mean, your menu talks about coronavirus. Your menu is multi-language or lingual, I guess. Your, your, <laughs> your, your, your platform is bright, colorful, and easy for anybody to understand. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to fanboy even more here. But it, it, it's a free re resource for educators, right? Right. Yep. It's free. Everything is free. The curriculum is free. Um, so I always have to make sure we use the word high quality resources because free isn't always, you know, the best of the best. But I can honestly say that because of the support, the partners that we have behind all of this and the research team that we have, um, we can definitely deliver really powerful things for families and educators. I know you guys are deep into what's happening in the classroom. I know you guys are focused on students. When you have those conversations with your stakeholders, with your parents, with your educators, what are they asking for? What kind of resources are they looking for when they're going to your website, having conversations about things? What do you find is important in education in the summer of 2020? Oh, goodness. Well, it, the answer definitely has changed. <laughs> um, you know, we do have a tab that's dedicated to coronavirus support for both educators and families. And, uh, you know, spring, summer of 2020, we've had a lot of parents scrambling for what is Zoom? How does it work? You know, what is Google Classroom? How does it work? Uh, what do I need to know? What is the privacy like? And I think we had that coming from educators as well. Like now I'm thrown into the Zoom room. I'm not familiar. You know, what trainings can I tap into? What, you know, what do you have? So we've created a lot of ultimate guides is what we call them to really give you the frequently asked questions about all of those different um, 
platforms for learning and especially for meeting and collaborating. Um, we also did a lot of engagement strategies for educators. You know, how do I engage my students? And so we are building professional development right now as educators head back to the classroom, whether in person or online, uh, their teaching is going to look a little different and they're going to need different strategies. And so we focus as the education team in professional development for the educators. As we do that, we make sure we're offering the parent piece or the family piece as well. So if you're doing this, here's what families need to know. So they have everything they need sort of in a toolkit to deliver, you know, teaching in the age of coronavirus, so to speak. Um, and so we do um, top pick lists too, because there are so many great digital tools out there. But when you're just learning these things or getting your feet wet, it can be very overwhelming. So we break it down and we kind of share out here are the best apps for um, collaboration. Here are the best apps for icebreakers or, you know, whatever a, a topic or a content area that a, an educator might be looking for. Um, we try to pull those together. Same for the family side too. Uh, you know, best, best apps for summer or getting, keep kids reading all summer with these digital tools. Um, so we try to, we have a, uh, educator blog and a, a family blog. So those are timely articles and relevant articles that we offer monthly. You know, Matt, looking through common sense here, it's a great representation of not only what is needed for teachers, and but as Jennifer said, it's great for parents too. One of the questions that we've gotten a lot here on TeacherCast and we've talked about in our tech coach meetings is this conversation of creating a parent university, giving our parents, you know, not just tech skills, but helping them become the educator at home. When you're reaching out, Matt, to other school districts and when you talk to your colleagues, do you also get a sense that other school districts are trying to build these parent portals that are community friendly, bilingual, easy to use? Well, I think it goes back to the transparency piece and educators make the assumption because they can talk the language and lingo. Parents automatically know what's going inside the walls of the school or virtually online and we need to explain it to them. And companies like Common Sense uh, have really filled that void wonderfully. And I was so excited, like you said, Jeff, when Jennifer was able to come on today and to share uh, about the work that Common Sense is doing and how to get to it and, and really educate educators out there that really don't know something like Common Sense Media is out there to support them. Because uh, one of the biggest pieces that I've always loved, uh, not only as an educator, but as a parent, is that parent side. Uh, you can show educators all the wonderful resources, but linking it to the parents is something that we don't often do. And I think Common Sense does it so well. And I think parent education certainly is taking a turn this year, right? Parent education used to be, how do you put the kid on the bus? How do you fill out the forms for medical? How do you do the FAFSA? But now parent education really is, how do you do this at home? How can you make sure that the student is where? And how can we, I mean, it's the concept of really being, we are partners with our parents it's a completely different word. Jen, you're, you're, you're nodding here. What are your thoughts on this? You have many, many meetings about this, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Um, connecting and collaborating with parents is probably the most important thing now more than ever. Uh, and just being more involved in their, you know, your child or a child's, you know, educational, you know, experience every day. Um, so yeah, we are making sure we can equip 
um, you know, educators with communication tools that, you know, a lot of things we have to keep in mind right now is equity and access. And so providing tools that allow, you know, all families to connect, you know, and there are no barriers for learning. Um, the other thing we're trying to do is get creative on how we're working on this piece right now is um, how to host a virtual open house or back to school night. You know, that's going to be really big because a lot of, you know, no matter what grade a child's going into, that teacher's going to be fairly new in terms of a relationship. And so how do those back to school virtual meetings occur to build community and to make a family and a child, you know, at any age feel comfortable and excited to learn. Uh, and so that's changing rapidly. And, you know, just giving parents, you know, detailed point by point, clear, concise things that they can get ready to do and be organized in doing and um, sticking to, you know, one or two tools, you know, maybe three, but you, you don't need 18 tools to run your virtual classroom. So sticking to just simple things and introducing things, you know, little by little, um, I think is really important message as well. Um, and one of the things that uh, we, I don't want to lose sight of, uh, in because of coronavirus, we launched a new website called Wide Open School. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um, Wideopenschool.org. Uh, because in this time, you know, we were all scrambling for activities and things to do. And so we powered up and, you know, you know, partnered up with some of the lead education, you know, platforms right now. So we're, you know, we're looking at, you know, the Apples of the World, Boys and Girls Club, Brain Pop. Um, I mean, our partners, the list is growing and growing. We have um, partner with Cornell, Grow Noodle, Vocabulary, uh, Kahoot, uh, PBS Kids, Salesforce, like t uh, Scratch, TED Talks, Time for Kids. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And we've designed a platform where you can go to Wide Open School and you can choose whether you're an educator or a family, and then you can choose grade bands. And what we've done was curated top learning experiences for kids. So you can go on and we've, um, the, it's uh, curated by content. So if you want virtual field trips, there's a button for that. If you would like to have um, offline activities or if you want, you know, DIY, music, um, SEL, uh, anything at all. And I know as a parent myself, it was the saving grace for me when I'd have a pop-up meeting, I could just go to wide open school and everything there is tried and true. So, you know, it was vetted by our common sense editors. Uh, there's no like login or subscribe or anything like that. You literally just click that button for that activity and it has everything you need. So it was really um, a game changer in my household <laughs> in terms of finding the good activities for those few minutes that you needed to buy some time. <laughs> you, know, you know, Jennifer, occasionally when I record a podcast, I can tell exactly when people will turn off the show and go to a link. And I think this is one of them. I'm looking at this right now, wideopenschool.org. Jen, this is amazing. There's just so much content here. I mean, I, I kind of went down here to I'm an educator looking for digital citizenship in case in, in 612. It's just amazing. And, and it, it just goes on and on with this. And And when we're looking at this, I mean, you know, we, we have a lot of people that are listening to this show that are content creators, that are marketers, that are, you know, they're teachers trying to figure out how to create websites, blogs, etc. Could you talk to us briefly about, you know, what is a content strategy look like these days for parents versus teachers, K6 versus 612? You got, a, you know, you got a ton of stuff here to keep organized, but at the same time, it still kind of comes down to, 
video activity written. Right. Gen- generalizing, of course, but I mean, how, wh- where are things? How are parents consuming? I mean, and I got to ask, th- this, this is the personal question. As somebody who's building a parent university, I am asking the question, what content do I need to create that's going to be the most effective? It's a really good question. Um, I do think parents are, um, maybe we could break it down to like three top things I guess sure. parents are looking for. I think it's how to keep your child engaged right? Because we have parents, no matter if you're the littles, elementary, middle, or high school parent, everybody has their own challenge around engagement, getting kids excited to either sit on the computer for a half hour or getting kids to get excited about even attending class in middle school and high school, right? And so, you know, as parents, what are some techniques, strategies we can use to keep our kids engaged in learning? Um, Two, I think it's uh, privacy, um, and making sure that all the things that our kids are engaged in, um, we've addressed the privacy around it and what parents need to know when they're in the different learning tools, different learning platforms. You know, they're trusting the school districts with that. And we hope to be a resource to help school districts navigate that. Um, and so through our advice column on our parent side, we offer a lot of advice that um, a lot of schools are putting into their parent university platform, like the ultimate guides, I think are the best right now. Um, The ultimate guide to TikTok, the ultimate guide to Snapchat, YouTube kids. So that's what I really like to share with parents because that's where they're at right now. We're using media now more than ever. And I know parents are also getting a more lenient on the media use. You know, we used to have a really strict schedule here, you know, iPad time versus playtime. And now it's just gone, you know, we're just like surviving. Um, And so kind of bringing it together and giving them the best of the best, because I do think parents, media time is a whole nother content or subject area. But if you're giving them really good learning experiences and sharing really good content, I, I find it to be, I don't care if they're on it for two hours, if they're learning, you know what I mean? So I think giving parents the really good stuff in curated fashion so they can just click what they need by age or grade or content area, I think is helpful. Um, And then the third one is just, um, I think we've always wanted to be transparent about what's happening in the classroom, right? I mean, we've always done like, you know, here's what's happening, whether it was a note home or, you know, just lessons. But now more than ever, I think the transparency has to be very clear on this is why we're using Google Slides or this is how we're using them and this is our end result. And so, in parent language, so to speak, you know, getting out of the educator terminology and sharing with parents how these tools are working. Well, Matt, let me ask you this, because we, we both have a couple things in common, <clears throat> pun intended. And, you know, we're, we're, we're dads. We've got many kids to, <laughs> that's going to sound really bad, isn't it? <laughs> we, we've got children to educate at home. Um, obviously, we're both coming at it from the educator point of view. So we kind of see and we kind of know these things. But there's a lot of parents out there that don't have that educational background, all the knowledge of those resources. Matt, when you're giving your your children, I was going to say students, but when you're giving your children educational resources, things to do, things to keep them busy, and let's just call it screen time, what do you look at? What do you look for before your students turn on that iPad, that phone, that TV? Well, you know, and I'm not saying it because Jennifer is our guest today, but honestly, I, I vet it through Common Sense Media. It's almost ingrained in my head. Um, but I, I try to find things that are, uh, authentic learning experiences and relevant. I, I don't like 
to have them waste their time with screen time uh, playing games. I mean, there's some gamification things that definitely are education-based, but uh, we focus on a lot of learning experiences online. And, and the beauty of it now is there are so many free resources out there and even resources that don't cost a lot of money uh, that are so beneficial to student learning, student growth. I, I think about, um, you know, one of my daughters is focusing on learning a language and she's on a free app and continuing to learn a language at her own pace, uh, which is awesome. So she spent this time uh, away from school uh, and that's one of the things that she's really uh, learned to enjoy. And so uh, it, it excites me as a parent and an educator that she has that opportunity to do that because I think it's amazing that there are so many things out there that are accessible to families uh, that allow them to do that. So I think it's really shifted the paradigm of what learning looks like and uh, how we can learn and where we can learn and, and anytime learning. And I think, you know, common sense media is a great tool to help us continue to vet those resources. While we're on that subject, Jen, um, your family, how do you make sure that they've got the best resources out there? How do you know that when they're looking at screen time that they are doing educational stuff and not just frying their brains for a couple hours? <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's setting rules. It's setting um, expectations, you know, so I have a three and a five-year-old. And so I think a lot of parents have a media agreement. We have, we actually have a family media agreement. It's a really great document that sets up, you know, a conversation around here's what media use in our family looks like. So it breaks down, you know, appropriate uh, platforms that we're, you know, allowed to visit. It breaks down how much time we should be spending each day. It talks about privacy and the things we should and shouldn't share about our family, you know, when you're on different platforms. Uh, it, and then it's great to just hang right on your refrigerator, right? Where everybody can see, everybody signs off on it. Um, and we started to do that right here, you know, just with my five-year-old, just, and I think too, we've incorporated like, you know, do you get outside and play? You know, do we do some exercise? Did you ride your bike? Did you color? Did you read? You know, all these things, offline things. And then when it comes down to it, I think we all as humans like our media time and they know exactly what apps I always say, you know, we, one of our rules is you have to do a learning app and then you get to watch something. <laughs> you know, so everybody has their little techniques, but you know, going on Epic and reading a book or doing Con Kids or you know, just something where to them it's playing, but for me, I know they're learning. And then you know, Disney Plus is always. Jennifer, those are two of our favorites at home. Yeah, yeah. it's good. <laughs> so you're just setting up those things and our, our family agreement, uh, media agreement is a really way, uh, great way to start with media balance. You know, uh, I, I'm not going to say that my kids like to watch Hamilton. That's not fair because, okay, they they really like to watch Hamilton now. And the fact that Disney Plus has two or three documentaries of the uh, – oh, my goodness. Um, I, I You know, I, I want to make sure as a parent I'm doing the right thing. I want to make sure as an educator I'm doing the right thing. And as somebody who is now trying to help 
guide decision makers in my school district, I want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. And I think one of the things that we can look at is a new platform that you guys are offering called Common Sense Education Recognition Program. Could you talk a little bit about what the recognition program is? Because it's pretty comprehensive if you're a school student or sorry, school classroom teacher. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a program that we uh, it's been around since the beginning of our uh, educational you know, platform um, for K-12. So uh, a school, an educator, or a district can earn common sense recognition. And that's where they are teaching our K-12 curriculum across all grade levels. It's where they are offering professional development through common sense for digital teaching and learning in the classroom. And it's also reaching out to families with all of our resources throughout the school year. So that's basically the criteria. And so as, as either an educator or a classrooms and buildings, which then kind of go to the district, it really showcases to the community that this, you know, either educator or this school or this district is dedicated to educating not only our students, but our educators and our families around digital wellness. And, and you know, especially a lot of districts and schools going one-to-one now, all the way down to kindergarten, you know, it, it answers that question to the public and to the community around what are you doing as you're giving out these devices to families and kids, what are you doing to make sure they know the expectations and they understand the digital wellness um, on that side of it? And so it's a great answer to say, hey, you know, we're comprehensive digit program across all grade levels, across all buildings. Um, and then they can earn, you know, this common sense banner badge recognition to showcase their their support and what they're doing. So. Sure. T- Jennifer, talk about teachers real fast. Uh, if they get if they get certified and they get recognized, uh, do they have any place or any sort of badge or recognition that they could put on social media or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Everything we have a uh, the common sense you know logo for the program can be housed anywhere. Whether you're an educator on your email, your website, the school district's website, um, any type of blog. I mean, it's just a way to showcase. Hey, look at what we're doing. We're doing our part to keep our kids safe and also educate them to be digital citizens, right? Digital future um, folks that can communicate, create, collaborate, you know, in a very smart, responsible, ethical way. Uh, And so in Pennsylvania currently, I should have numbers, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, we have, um, I think there were around 50 school districts in Pennsylvania that have earned this recognition and, you know, hundreds of schools for sure. And around a thousand educators. That, so that, people listening today, uh, they just need to go to the Common Sense website, and it's pretty mm-hmm. self-explanatory? Yep, just go to commonsense.org and go to the Education tab, and i um, happy to work with your district, your, you yourself as an educator, um, to kind of go through the criteria and, and see what, what this might look like within your classroom or your school. We're, of course, going to have all the links over on our TeacherCast podcast. You can do a search for Common Sense Media, Common Sense Education. We'll make sure that everything is here. And, you know, since we're talking about teachers and, and earning recognition and, and, and using these great resources, the question I always want to ask people is, how can a teacher reach out, right? You've got such a great staff that is there to help out educators, help make sure things are running in this, in, not only this, in the classroom, but in the in school, especially at home. How can a teacher interact with you if they'd like to get more information or if they'd like to be a part of all the great stuff that you guys are putting out? Um, yeah, you can definitely share my email. So it's at J E Halt. Well, I'm sorry. My Twitter handle is at J E Halt, E H E H A L T. And then my, uh, you can, um, you're welcome to share my email address too. So it's J E Halt at commonsense.org. 
We will certainly put all of that stuff in our show notes here. And I also love that you guys, you know, your, your YouTube channel is very active. You've got free monthly webinars with our friends at EdWeb. That's great. You've got social media. You've got Edmodo. You've got Twitter. I mean, wherever you can find great content, you can find common sense. And I love that you guys are putting stuff out there for free. Can I ask one question here about the videos? Because as you go through, I know you've got, or maybe you could, we'll just start with this. Tell me how you guys review these different materials. Tell me how you guys are coming up with ratings, reviews, et cetera, for Hamilton and other things. Like, what is that? Because, you know, I, I struggle, right? Like, okay, we have Disney Plus, we have HBO, like, we have all these things. And yes, our, uh, this is the dad question. Like, yes, there is a child setting on there, but that doesn't mean that everything is okay and appropriate. How, how should we be vetting media? Um, so we have an editorial team that works around the clock. And then we also have an unbiased rubric that we use. And so every piece of media that we rate and review goes up against this common sense rubric that's been created, you know, time after time updated. But, you know, at the just the ground level, um, things that you look for in when you're vetting an app is the very first thing I always look for is a privacy policy. If they don't have a privacy policy anywhere, I would move on right away. So that's like the first thing. Um, second thing is uh, when you're looking at it, I think it's just um, you always have to think about just what it looks like in general for your for your child to go on. You know, just is it um, a character they love, you know, or is it you know, Hamilton? They're interested. So any app or game or website that has to do with Hamilton, of course, it's going to be like cool. But, you know, at glance, it doesn't mean it's good. Um, and so some of the other things you can look for are uh, the privacy policy, like I said, um, the different ways and different um, options that they have in the menu. You know, like uh, if they have a learning guide, I think that's always a good thing to see if they have, um, you know, some some um, educational apps and websites have standards, you know, like the educational piece. So if, you, if it's in the classroom, you know, you know that there's some objective learning objectives tied to it. Um, I also look for, um, I'm trying to think, I'm sorry, I'm blanking out a minute here. Um, I think also to the age appropriateness of the content, you know, that's always hard because every child's different. You know, I mean, my three-year-old and someone else's three-year-old are totally different or five-year-old or 10-year-old and, and maturity and all of those things. And so I think it comes down to just crowdsourcing you know, kind of reading across all the different reviews and platforms that are out there and making a decision for your family. And I think, too, you need to be mindful of how your child's um, attitude is after they've been engaged in the learning experience on their iPad. I know there are certain shows that, you know, bring out the sass in my five-year-old or it's so true. It is a real thing. But, you know, sometimes like their social emotional well-being after playing a game you know the confidence goes down if they didn't win or so just making sure you're paying really close attention to their attitude after i always say that if you don't know what your kids are watching just put on some cooking videos they'll they'll learn how to do this my, my little girl likes to watch the cake videos and it's all there it's all having fun there's no there's so no true. violence in a cake video we're having fun with this stuff and co-viewing Right. Yes. Yeah. But co-viewing, co-engagement, like you don't have to be there 24 seven with them every time. But, you know, taking time to just engage in the app and explain and show and model is huge because modeling from us is what, you know, little eyes and little ears everywhere. Um, you know, no matter what age, the modeling and 
um, that gradual release of responsibility is always a term I used to, you know, just being there and walking through it with them. Jennifer, I can't watch another Disney wedding episode. Uh, <laughs> is, is that because you've gone through them all, Matt? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, yeah, you, we're, you can't watch another one because <laughs> we're pretty deep into the season. Yes. I, my kids and I have been watching the one where you can't hit the floor because there's lava on it. I think that's oh, a Netflix show. That is extremely popular. Lava, yes, yes. The, the lava one is great. And, that and got is, common sense approval, by the way. I, it did. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun, though. I mean, and you find the good stuff. You know, there is really, really cool. There are really cool things out there for learning experiences you know, both online and offline for kids. And the more you can get engaged as a family, you know, the more comfortable you feel as a parent because you've gone through it with them and getting them hooked on having fun learning. So. And the best place to find that is commonsensemedia.org, commonsenseeducation.org. There's a lot of great things out there. Jen, if you could leave here with one piece of parting information, some kind of recommendations out there for teachers, we are scared, right? We're going back into the unknown unto the unknown, right? <laughs> we've got kids in front of us. We've got kids at home. We're building parent universities. We're trying to communicate. We're, we're, you know, we're just trying to figure out what does normal look like? What advice does Jennifer, what advice does common sense have for educators out there today? Just kind of take our minds off of some things. Right, right. You know what? I, I have to say, I was talking to Matt, to Matt earlier about this, but, you know, educators right now are truly, truly, my hero, <laughs> um, you know, talking to them and they are these incredible people that are going to step up, pivot. We've been pivoting since March, right? Yeah. So they haven't missed a beat, you know, as scared as they are, as nervous as they are, they are not going to let their students see that they are, you know, scrambling for professional development and making this the best experience they can with what they have. And so I think, you know, as an educator right now, don't, don't be too hard on yourself. We're in this together. You know, you have the support that's out there for, you know, join those educator communities that make you feel good <laughs> and get the resources that you need, but, you know, take it one day at a time, learn with your kids. Um, anything right now is better than nothing. And so, you know, getting ready for the school year, no matter what it looks like, you as a teacher have the experience and the knowledge base to make this okay, both online and offline. And you're going to reach your kids in ways that you never expected. And I think at the end of this, the teachers are going to look back and say, wow, I did it. Um, I'm just full of hope right now because it's the only thing we have to go on. Um, I know it's not a strategy, but you know, being hopeful and positive every day and showing kids that this is all going to be okay and we can make this work and engage and learn. Um, it's exhausting on the teacher side, but it's so very needed. And you know, kids are excited to go back. They can't wait to see their teachers, you know, yeah. and even I, if I, screen. <laughs> I, 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 I truly believe that, right? Like we, we, we've, look, I, I don't know where I stand right now on the go back, stay home, go back. I mean, look, I, there's a lot of stuff going on in this world and depending on where you are in the country, but I, I do like that. Something is better than nothing. So let's figure out what that something is. And it's not going to be the same. It's not, you're not going to go back 100%. You're not going to go, you, you might not even go back at 60%. Who knows? But I think the big thing here is 
there's a lot of great resources out there, right? Common mm-hmm. Sense Media is one. I think number two would be what, Matt? TeacherCast. There's a lot of great things happening on our network each and every week. If you're a technology coach, you can find our Ask the Tech Coach podcast every single Monday. If you're looking for great ed tech stuff, our YouTube channel is kicking it because this past weekend and uh, you know coming up soon, we've got these great virtual conferences where we're going to be bringing on amazing speakers, presenters, companies, all to help you guys get accustomed to your brand new digital virtual hybrid thing classroom so stick with us throughout the year jennifer thank you so much for your time today we really appreciate it and on behalf of the fanboy in me please come back on soon jennifer thank you thank you incredible and matt what a great episode and we've got plenty more things coming up here on the teacher cast educational network we are going to be focusing on some great authors educational authors coming up so don't forget to hit that, hit that subscribe button. You can go over to teachercast.net to subscribe to all of our channels and all of our social media stuff. We hope that you guys continue to make TeacherCast your home for professional development. So on behalf of Jennifer, Matt, and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.